Greetings, Carl Richards here. I wanted to share with you a series of episodes that I created at Behavior Gap Radio. It's it's on the process of creating things. That's this. The series is called The Process of Creating Things. And those words are very intentional because as soon as we start using words like the creative process or art, we start to feel all this pressure. But it turns out the process of creating things, we don't need to feel any pressure. There's no preciousness here. There's no fancy feelings. We're just going to create some things. That's what I talk about in this series. I hope you enjoy this episode. Greetings, Carl here. We're still talking about value capture and it's both, I, I love it when we get a chance to use terms like value capture that might apply in one area and apply it in other areas of our lives, right? Like value capture is often this idea of like, how can I extract profit value out of a product? We're going to sell the product. We're going to get this much value from the product. But I love the idea of applying that to what value, like the things that I value, like friendship hard work, time in the mountains. Um, you know, what are the things that I value and how can I capture more of that? How can I be more um, intentional? And obviously, I, I understand I'm not saying that we want to turn everything we think about into a transaction. This is just about being intentional with the way we spend our time, money, energy, and attention, our sources of capital. So one other example I wanted to share is that we're having an amazing snow year here in Utah, like the best in 20 or 30 years. It's been incredible. And over, you know, November and December and Christmas break, it was just like storm after storm after storm. And I was backcountry skiing a lot. And I think there were like, I think I went, I don't know what the total number, but I went a, a bunch of days in a row, but there was like a 20 or 25 day period where I didn't miss many days. And backcountry skiing involves, you know, for us, where we live, we live in the mountains, but where we live, the access to the high mountains is challenging because it's all private property. So you have to drive around, which I, I know it sounds really funny to complain about, but it's like 40, you know, it's like a 35, 30 to 45 minute drive to start skiing. Whereas like the resorts here and the Nordic ski tracks here, are seven, five to seven minutes from the house, driving around to the other, to the range where there's access to the big mountains. Um, it's, let's just call it 40 minutes, 45 minutes from the time I leave my house to the time I was skiing, which in most places I get it, I get it, right? So I was driving around, you know, going early in the mornings in some cases. Uh, you know, you put these skins on your skis and you climb up the mountain and then you ski down and you do a couple of laps of that. And it's so fun, like so fun. And, um, but it was like a four or five hour event. And, you know, it was, you know, happening often. And I was, you know, getting, I wasn't really actually getting all that tired. It was just like, I was getting a little behind and I didn't feel like I was getting much else done, but it was so fun. And it was a little, I mean, it got to the point where it was a little manic. We almost had to have a little intervention, right? Like I had to have a, at least a personal intervention, like, Hey, I got to slow down. So I was thinking about what's the value I'm trying to capture. And there's a, there's a bunch of values, like the fun and stoke. That's a real important value. Um, backcountry skiing, I, I was mostly going with other people and just 
for those of you who are, are worried about this, when I would go by myself, I went specific places. I had a tracker beacon. I had an avalanche beacon. I have all, all my avalanche stuff. I would, people would know where I was going. I'd go in places where there were other people. Like, don't worry. But um, most of the time I was going with other people. And so there was a value there, like friendship. Some of the best conversations I've had with my friends this year have been while skiing, while in the mountains. That's just generally true for me. So there's a value to that. Um, but after a couple of weeks of this, I was like, man, I can't keep driving around. So one day I was like, yeah, I don't really like Nordic skiing, which is cross country skiing anymore. I used to love it. I'll just go. Cause it's like five. It's literally like from the time I leave the house to the time I'm on the skis, it's five minutes. So I'll just go. And I went out and I was, you know, out our, our Nordic track here near our house goes into this back valley called Round Valley. And it's like totally like quiet. You can't see any houses back there. You can't hear anybody back there. And there was plenty of days when I, I was the only person there. And if I wasn't the only person, you would see two or three other people like, and they're happy and they got their dogs and like, you know, it was, and it was five minutes from the house. So I could go spend an hour back there and total time was an hour and this is called an hour and 15 minutes versus four or five hours to drive around. Now, Nordic skiing, for me at least right now, because I'm slow, is relatively solitary. Like I'd go with my wife and my kids, but my kids are too fast. And, you know, my wife and I, our schedule didn't match up all the time. So I'm going by myself most of the time. So I, I started to weigh that. I was like, well, so I've been Nordic skiing a lot since that. Like, I've, I love it. I'm like, wait, the value I'm getting, the movement, the sense of flow, like coming downhill on Nordic skis is really quite fun. I mean, you're on groomed tracks, but it's still fun. You're, you're, you feel like you're flying the body. Now, is it the same as skiing powder? No, don't like, come on. There's just, there's almost nothing that's the same as skiing untracked powder in the backcountry, but it's, they're still there. It was a more efficient expression of the value that I needed for the last two, last month and a half. It was a more efficient expression of that value. And that's fine. It was really interesting for me to see. Now, what about friendship? Yeah, yeah, that's hard. Right now, this is a more expression of the value that I need from my time outside. It gets me outside. I get to move. If, you know, I, I get the wind in my face, the sun on my back, like all of those feelings, the feelings of flow, exercise, clearing my head, all of those feelings come and it's more efficient. It takes me an hour and let's just call it an hour and a half, an hour, you know, in two hours, I could be skiing an hour and 50 minutes. You know what I mean? And then back at the office, back to, so it's just in, now, is there a time for me to go spend five hours in the backcountry with my friends? Of course, it's a different value. And it's not a permanent decision. You know, like I, I, I'm going to do both. But it was just really interesting to me how clear it was like to use a calculation, you know, to think about it as a spreadsheet, like which one, and to put intangibles, qualitative factors into the spreadsheet, like friendship, flow, 
time outside. Well, yeah, I'm weighing all of those and saying, well, okay, right now maybe I'll express friendship in a slightly different way. We'll have more people over for dinner, which is what we're doing. Right? There may be a time where you're like, ooh, I'm all peopled out. We're going to take a couple weeks and not spend a lot of time with friends. That I mean, just I'm just using that as an example, right? Oh, you know what? I really feel the need to go ski with my buddy Jason. I'm going to go see if Jason can ski. I've got five hours on Saturday morning. Right? It's just super interesting to, to, to me at least, to get really clear about what's the value you're creating. What's the value you're capturing from these activities? And what's the, and what's the value you're expressing? Hope that's helpful for you. Cheers. Hey, Carl here again. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, what you just listened to was from the public feed of Behavior Gap Radio. It was a series that I put together just for you because normally Behavior Gap Radio is a subscription podcast, a podcast where the listeners support my work by paying for it, which is I'm so deeply grateful for. So I unlocked this series so that you could hear it as well. All you have to do is head over to behaviorgap.com slash podcast to get access to the rest of the series. That's behaviorgap.com slash podcast. And I'll see you there, my friends.